Good morning. Today is Tuesday, September 22nd, 2020. You are listening to the JB Font Show. I am your host, James Fontleroy, also known as JB Font. And I am really excited for today's show. Part of the reason is because I was stumped on what I should talk about today. Um, It's been a weekend of me just kind of being out of my brain um, and trying not to focus too much on politics because it can be a little, you know, jarring and demoralizing. But I have to jump back on the horse. Um, One of the the idea for today's show, I should say, is was given to me by a friend. He's on Twitter known as Policy Above All. So you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, his name is Mike, and he gave me the idea for today's show, which I deeply appreciate because I was just out of sorts this morning, and I deeply appreciate it, and um, this is a topic that I think is very good. Uh, it will be good for conservatives to hear from a leftist perspective, but also it will be great for leftists to hear to improve the arguments made for leftist policies going forward. So I want to start off by welcoming anybody that is a right winger or a conservative. Welcome to the show. Thank you for being open minded. I know this is not going to be an easy show for you to go through (laughs) because you may have some objections, but hopefully we can cover some of those and debunk some of the things that are perpetuated um, quite falsely by some. Um, A lot of these claims are made by Trump and many Republicans that are especially in government. And I just want to be able to bring some issues to light and wanting to show some leftist policies and put them in a light maybe you haven't heard before that gives you a chance to really think about it a little bit better. So what are some of these, um, I don't want to say anything, you know, um, in an overly negative tone, but what are some of these claims that are made, especially by Trump? that really aren't true. Well, the first one is going to be that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are tools of the radical left. First of all, when I hear that they say Joe Biden and Harris are tools of the radical left, I say, I wish they were. I wish they were. Because then we would actually have a chance um, at really, truly changing this country for the better. Um, Some people may be like, wait, what are you saying? It's like, yes, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are not tools of the radical left. In fact, they are tools of the corporations and neoliberal policies and neoconservative policies, yes, but they are not in any way, shape, or form radical left. What are some of the reasons why we say that they are not radical left? Well, look at his record of trying to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. He even admitted to it years ago. He tried to cut Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid. Look at what even, there was even a point where Obama (laughs) was trying to make moves to cut Social Security. But he got stopped. So, the whole notion that Biden is a tool of the radical left, he definitely is not. He also authored the 94 crime bill. 
that is I, I tell you the 94 crime bill is a bill that Richard Nixon wish he wrote <laughs> that's how right-wing and authoritarian really the 94 crime bill was and this bill really uh, put into the space uh, more police brutality that we have seen. It opened the way for private prisons. It opened more avenues for, you know, people who are, who suffer from drug addiction to be put in prison rather than in treatment. And so this really wore down the black community, especially. And so to say that Joe Biden is a tool of the radical left is just demonstrably false. On Lawrence O'Donnell's show, Lawrence O'Donnell asked Joe Biden if the Senate and the House both passed a version of Medicare for All and it reached your desk for signing, will you sign the bill for Medicare for All? Joe Biden said, no. Joe Biden is not a leftist. He is not controlled by Bernie Sanders and the radical left. Absolutely not. It's actually the complete opposite. He rejects single-payer Medicare for all. Single-payer system or a universal health care system, which is implemented by almost every single major com country in the world, every single major developed country in the world has a universal health care program, except for the United States. Joe Biden is not part of the left. Joe Biden and Kamala Harris also support the ACA, which is a right-wing think tank version of a universal healthcare system, which props up health insurance corporations. Even Kamala Harris herself, even though she co-sponsored Medicare for All, she backtracked, she backslid, she moonwalked away from Medicare for All and no longer supports it. She was never really a supporter of it. She supported it in rhetoric because she wanted some of those Bernie Sanders voters to support her. But in all reality, no, 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 no. Did not support it. Both Biden and Harris also oppose marijuana legalization. This is important because part of the reason why the black community is in the situation it is, is because we have had the debilitating war on drugs that was started by people like Richard Nixon and pushed forth even more by people like Ronald Reagan. And so marijuana legalization is opposed by both of them. They are not tools of the radical left. Biden supports fracking, which leads to the ecological disasters which we are seeing today. It is part and parcel of why we are having so many issues as far as um, climate change right now. And this opening the gates for the fossil fuel companies to be able to come in and tear our 
climate apart while trying to, you know, increase their quarterly profits is immoral. Joe Biden is not a tool of the radical left at all. And Joe Biden said that nothing will fundamentally change. And who did he say that to? He said that to his corporate donors. Mind you, uh, some of the corporate donors that he shares are with other Republicans and right-wingers in government. So they all get their money from the same people. Just want to let you know that. So, of course, he said nothing will fundamentally change. And by nothing will fundamentally change is the same government that we have by Donald Trump is going to be the same government that we'll have by Joe Biden. The only difference is Joe Biden will, well, he'll just be nicer in his speech about different things. So this is some of the reasons why Joe Biden will actually just be another Republican in government. Now, if you're a right winger and you're offended by the things that Trump says, but you want to keep the policies, Joe Biden is your guy. Joe Biden is nobody you should be afraid of if you're a right winger. In fact, Joe Biden actually plays for your team. He just has a D next to his name. But for many of us, especially when it comes to his policies, that is something that we on the left we on the actual left, we can't tolerate. We're going to take a break really quick. And when I come back, I will debunk some other claims that are made by Trump and many of the right wingers and Republicans in government that make that just aren't true. And then later in the show, we'll actually talk about some of the policies that we on the left actually support that are supported by the majority of people that actually I think a lot of people on the right can get aboard on. You're listening to the TJS, the JB Font Show. Welcome back to the JB Font Show. We are discussing really a message to the right wing and we are debunking some claims that uh, Trump and many Republicans say about the left. And we are going to be continuing this in this next segment. Um, the second claim that is made is that the, the left wants to destroy America. They want to destroy the way of life. I'm going to say this in short terms. No, we don't. It is debated if it is said by Thomas Jefferson or not. I do not know definitively, but a lot of people claim that it's said by Thomas Jefferson. But this quote makes so much perfect sense, it's not even funny. He said, dissent is the highest form of patriotism. Dissent is the highest form of patriotism wanting to make something better does not mean you want to destroy it I repeat wanting to make something better does not mean you want to destroy it it means you want to make it better for everyone what was the sense the American Revolution was dissent. It was dissent against British rule from a monarchy and that we needed representation, true representation. And so independence was demanded because we did not have true representation. It was dissent. The Civil War was fought to free blacks from slavery. That was dissent. It is the highest form of patriotism. So therefore, would you say 
that the Civil War was just a bunch of people from the North who wanted to destroy America? Wanting to end slavery was just trying to destroy America? Was that really what it was? The women's suffrage movement for voting rights. Women wanted the right to vote. They are human beings. They are citizens of this country. Were they trying to destroy America? I don't think so. Not by any stretch of the imagination. Or even then, the civil rights era for voting rights. Was that a means to destroy America? It was dissent. That's exactly what it was. What about gay rights? The LGBTQ community. They marched. They continuously have pride marches. Because they want equality. That's dissent. Are they unpatriotic? And yes, including Black Lives Matter. They are marching. In fact, they're marching right now. They are trying to make the nation better. That is dissent. Because we are tired of police brutality. We are tired of black people. And especially black men. Always continuously being on in hunting season. Are we unpatriotic? Dissent is the highest form of patriotism. All these things I've listed are patriotic acts. Are we trying to destroy America? No. Quite the opposite. We're actually trying to improve it. Like it says, a more perfect union. This is exactly what we're trying to do. The third uh, claim that is made is that they're trying to bring socialism. Socialism is evil. It's going to destroy America. You know, first off, they bring up Venezuela. <laughs> Uh, Venezuela is not even a fully socialist government. Cuba is authoritarian. And that's not what we're talking about. And even then, we're not even talking about fully socialist governments. We're actually talking about social democracies. But I will say this. Authoritarianism. Authoritarianism. I'm sorry. Authoritarianism in any form is evil. I will repeat. Authoritarianism in any form is evil. Socialism is not evil. Now, what is socialism? Well, if you look in the dictionary of what is socialism, well, socialism basically means that the workers own the means of production. So really, it's workers having a say in the production and how the company is ran. It's a democratic form of the workplace. It's spreading democracy in the workplace. See, the workers who produce the wealth should receive some of the wealth and have a say in that workplace. So, for instance, I know in Germany, it is by law that a corporation, I think they have about 40 to 45% of its board has to be regular workers from their factories. You have to have workers on the boards. To help make decisions. Because they are. The wealth creators. They create. They help create the wealth. So therefore. 
they also deserve a stake a say they are the stakeholders so therefore it is only fair for them to have a say so that's socialism in the most more narrow and accurate sense not completely narrow but somewhat more narrow now in a broader sense as far as the government what we are looking for is what we like to call social welfare programs now welfare is a word that has been demonized since the 80s hello Ronald Reagan's using the term welfare queens but welfare is really meant to provide a level playing field for all welfare programs that are used especially in social democracies they're used in countries like Norway Sweden Iceland Germany Italy France Britain Denmark and more what do these social welfare programs provide well they provide programs like universal health care child care they are deeply pro-union right workers rights that's what it's all about tuition-free public college note I did not say free college tuition-free meaning college is free at the point of service meaning it is still paid through taxpayer dollars just like high school middle school and elementary school instead of having K through 12 we will have K through 16 or if you do not want to go to college then you can also do a trade school so instead of K through 12 we can have K through 14 or K through 16 basically okay and this all we can afford by the way you know we spend so much money on our military it's not even funny if we just cut some of our military spending we can afford a lot more stuff so it's not even by increasing taxes it's just a reallocation of money but I digress giving living wages because of having a pro-union government this is something that you know governments with good social welfare policies do they also have significant maternity and paternity leave yes mothers deserve to have leave in order to have their kids and bond with their children but so do fathers you can't have a mother without a father how's the baby made can't do it so with that being said it is important for both to be able to have leave and those of us who are LGBTQ spousal leave basically on either side deserve to have time to bond with their child and there's also many other things that are included within a socially welfare government a government that implements social welfare but you know this is something that we're wanting to implement within the United States are these things unreasonable are they anti-democratic absolutely not do they make the country worse? No, they make the country better. In fact, if I'm correct, I think it was Denmark that had the highest rating on the happiness index. And it rated many different factors within the country as far as happiness goes. But I think Denmark was the country that was rated among the happiest of all countries. And look at all the policies that they have many of the things I just listed but so much more so really we're trying to improve America 
A little bit of history. Every democratically elected leader of a socialist government has been ousted by the CIA back coup where the U.S. has installed its own puppet ruler. So people say, well, we don't have that many socialist governments. It's because the United States took them out before they can even get their feet on the ground. Even though they were democratically elected by their own people. So much for democracy, right? They never even got a chance to exist. It's like... It's like... You know... It's it's killing... It's killing the child before it's even born. <laughs> or it even gets a chance to grow up. To see how it goes. And they were implementing policies that were actually very good for their own people. So for now, you know, we're, I'm going to take a break. And we're going to talk about the policies that leftists like myself and many others. What, what policies that we want to see. You have kind of an idea so far. And what these policies mean from a right-wing perspective. And I want to tackle that as soon as I am back from the break. Thank you very much. You are listening to the TJS, the JB Font Show. Welcome back to the JB Font Show, the TJS. I am your host, JB Font. And in the last couple segments what the things we were talking about is a really a message to right-wingers and debunking some of the claims that many on the right have been making about us leftists and things you know about joe biden being a tool of the radical left which is completely untrue talking about things like um talking about things like uh we want to destroy america which is demonstrably false and you know issues like socialism is evil and we want to implement this evil socialist authoritarian empire in the united states which is completely untrue um we are actually anti-authoritarian and we want we want safety with the united states but we also want people to be able to have their own autonomy through, you know, their rights so that they're able to live a meaningful and dignified life. In this segment, we will be tackling the pos- the policies and the programs that actual leftists want and really is supported by a majority of Americans. So what are they, some of these policies? One of the first ones that I wanna list is single-payer Medicare for all. Yes, 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 you guys knew this was coming. Single-payer Medicare for all is supported by the majority of Americans. And in fact, it's actually 68% of Americans support single-payer Medicare for all 88% of Democrats support Medicare for all. And I think it's 45% of Republicans support Medicare for all. So it's not an exact majority of Republicans, but a good chunk of Republicans actually do support it. And why is this? Well, what is Medicare for all? Well. I'm going to explain it from a conservative perspective. And let's see if you can get on board with this. It's a, it basically, I, I note it like this. The program Medicare for All actually takes away the mafia-like middleman who takes your money and doesn't give you adequate health care that you need. And if it does give you the adequate health care, it fights you tooth and nail while charging you an arm and a leg for that health care. 
So we're taking away, it takes away the profit-making middleman, that mafia-like middleman, that basically says, you know, hey, yo, if you take this money, if, if you want this health care, you got to give me some money so I can allow you to get health care. I would hate it to see if you, you know, died of cancer because, you know, you couldn't afford it. So you might as well cough up the $5,000 deductible that you owe me first so that I can give you the money to save your life, basically. Um, didn't mean to make it like sound like that, but it's true. Um, another thing Medicare for All does is that Medicare for All actually saves us money. And it saves us money and gives everyone the highest quality health care. And nobody is treated differently because of their income. Now, I'll put it to you like this. What if instead of having Aetna, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, what have you, what if you had a program like Medicare for All? And you save 30, 40, 50% on healthcare costs already, right? If you save that much, and then on top of that, the plan that you have is the platinum plan that gives you basically everything and is the same thing that someone like. Jeff Bezos has or Beyonce has or somebody like Nancy Pelosi or Mitch McConnell has. You have the same quality health care as they do even though you're paying 50% of what you probably will be paying. Does that sound like a too good to be true? Not really because if it was too good to be true it wouldn't be implemented in other major developed countries in the world. You've been cheated. You've been duped. You have been bamboozled. You have been run amok. You have been swindled. Because these for-profit middlemen are just trying to put another barrier between you and your doctor. These ones, these are the guys who tell you, oh, well, we can give you health care. We'll pay for these things. Number one, you have to come out of pocket, even though, you know, you're already coming out of pocket. You got to give us a little bit more on top of that. And then, even when you come out of pocket, we tell you, hmm, these are the doctors you can see, these are the doctors you can't see. So if you already have a doctor you like, and it's not within network, quote-unquote, then, oops, sorry, you can't use your doctor anymore, you have to get another one. That is a mafia, man. Or a lady. That's a mafia. They're like, hey, if you want to use... Our plan, you can't go to your doctor because if you go to your doctor, then you're going to be paying out of pocket. So you better go with our people. If you don't go with our people, then you got to pay up. It's not, is that fair? No, not, absolutely not. This is why Medicare for all is the better plan. It takes a huge amount of healthcare costs away from small businesses. Small businesses already take a huge hit when it comes to healthcare costs for their workers. Medicare for all drastically reduces the amount of healthcare costs that are put on small businesses. What this does is that it enables small businesses 
to instead of using that money towards healthcare costs, they can reallocate it to pay workers higher wages. And those higher wages will help the material conditions of those workers. And even then, some of the money that you don't have to pay towards healthcare costs can be reinvested into your business to improve it. Medicare for all is great for small businesses. It's really the, the gold standard for small businesses. So, this is one of the reasons why Medicare for All is such a great program. It's a social welfare, pro social welfare program. It is an amazing thing. So for it to be vilified, because people like Stuart Varney on Fox News will call it socialized healthcare. You know what? I don't care if it's socialized. What does it do for you? That's the question. What will it do for you? Let's not live our lives in fear about this. How is it going to help you? Always ask that question. What facts about it are going to help me as a worker, as a small business owner? A healthy America is so much better. More people will be encouraged to do preventative care which cuts down on cost and extends the life of Americans. You know the saying, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure? Imagine this on a nationwide scale. People being healthy enough to live a better life. This also cuts down on the healthcare costs because if you catch the cancer early and do treatments for it, then you don't have to spend much more money on surgeries and different types of therapies to, you know, do what you can to get rid of that cancer. If you can do preventative measures so that you can help people either not get sick or to catch something early, it just saves more money. So for that, we're gonna take a short break and we're gonna continue this conversation. I would like to continue this with just, you know, another aspect of what leftists are looking for as far as policy concerns and how we come at it from a right-wing perspective and I really want you guys you know to to open your minds you know to more of this and, and I really appreciate you guys listening in and uh, I'll be back and I am excited to continue this conversation with you you are listening to the TJS thank you for returning back to the TJS in our last segment we'll be talking about other leftist policies from a right-wing perspective and I just want to appreciate anybody who's on the right for opening their mind to this and hopefully this will give you a different perspective on um, poli these policies and hopefully what it will do is open you up to uh, really the the notion that many of us on the left believe that you deserve better than what you're getting. Um, I truly do believe this. And my hope is that we can work the system and remake the system so that you also get better for what your government has basically what I'm saying is your government is not giving you what you deserve it's taking and taking and taking not just the government but also the corporations they're taking and taking and taking and what they're doing is 
they're just leaving you out in the cold. And that's not the way it should be. Not at all. One of the policies, and I'll list just one more, that really gets a bad rap. But if implemented would be huge for the American people would be the Green New Deal. The Green New Deal is a policy that is really made to help save the planet. And we can go from the ecological standpoint of how climate change is, you know, causing a lot of the issues that we have going around the world, you know, um, even, you know, you have climate refugees that we are going to have more of as these conditions continue to worsen, things like that. But I want to come at it from an economic perspective. The Green New Deal is a gigantic infrastructure program. This will create millions of good paying union jobs. And this will contribute to the economy and will improve the material conditions of workers as well as small business owners. This is gigantic. This would help so many Americans. I mean, the, the ultimate goal really for us is to put Americans on a level playing field that helps them help themselves. I mean, think about it this way. You know, our infrastructure gets a rate of D as far as other municipal other governments are concerned within you know having various municipalities within those governments their infrastructure is much better than ours and you know it's funny because we want to build people up and I'll I'll go off by saying this nobody is self-made that is a inaccurate and false trope that is put out there. Everyone gets help in their life, but some get more help than others. The ultra wealthy get a lot of help. They get the help in tax breaks. They get the help in subsidies. They get the help in not paying their workers a living wage. They get the help in not giving their workers a share of the wealth that the workers help create. They get a lot of help from taxpayers for all the things that we pay for. So it's really, it's time for them to pay back what is owed to us. So we're in a moral dilemma. Okay. 69,000 people per year are dying because they have no health care. Thousands of people are facing environmental destruction due to climate change. I mean, look, the... the the West is on fire. You know, every single hurricane that comes, we down here in the Southeast, we're worried that we're going to be underwater. You have hurricanes ripping through the Midwest. It's time for something to change. Like I said, our infrastructure gets a rate of D which leads to death and there's also high economic costs. I mean, think about it. You know, we have lead pipes throughout the United States 
going into people's homes, which creates le higher lead levels, which also creates poorer health. Higher lead levels also mean that it can lead to people being more aggressive, more, uh, more predisposed to doing, you know, violent crime, things like that. So that also perpetuates a system which also contributes to higher economic costs. You have people driving on terrible roads, which can have wear and tear on your cars, which means that you have to fix them more often, replace the tires more often. You know, you have so many different things related to infrastructure that if we just fix them, it would not only give us millions of jobs, but it would save us money in the long term. Millions are facing student loan debt with no relief in sight because we have a rigged economic system. People are trying to do the best that they possibly can by doing the right thing, by getting an education, and they are now in the lurch because number one, there may be more jobs, but the jobs give terrible wages. And on top of that, a lot of people went to school, got the degree, but they can't work in a job that you know their degree qualifies them for because those jobs are diminished. Millions of Americans are going hungry every night. These are basic things. And they're going hungry. When people talk about socialism, they talk about bread lines. Number one, that's false because we have bread lines here in the United States. In a capitalist economy, yes, we have bread lines. We just call them food banks. They definitely are in here in the United States. And people and food banks can't even keep up. Large swaths of veterans are homeless on top of the other thousands and thousands of other people who are homeless who are going to sleep on the street tonight. Plus, we have mass evictions happening all over this country because of this coronavirus pandemic. And it would never occur to people to just just give them a house to live in. Oh, but we can't do that because then, you know, they don't have the money. Well, we're already paying for it anyway. It's actually cheaper for us to house them than to keep them out on the street. And so these are actually moral issues. These are ethical issues. And one of the things that I think it, if, if we can just govern out of empathy, compassion, and kindness, instead of fear, hate, and violence, American can true, America can be, oh gosh, it can be a truly great nation. A happy nation is a, better nation you know one that many will want to more to be like can you imagine you know us having a nation that has implemented pro worker pro you know uh, pro you know middle and poor class policies I it would be I don't want to say the envy of the world but in a way yeah and other nations and their citizens will be looking at and going hey look what the Americans are doing we could be number one on the happiness index We can have a lower crime rate. We can eradicate pro poverty. 
not lower it, eradicate it. We can eradicate homelessness. If we have the if we have the power to do it, why not? This is something that I know, especially we on the left, we we really want to implement. And let's be real, I'm not the most eloquent guy, you know, speaking about this issue. You know, as far as eloquence is concerned, I am definitely far from it. You've heard it throughout this entire episode. But what we want is a nation and really to influence the world to be a little kinder, a little more compassionate, a little bit more empathetic, and to be a catalyst for life instead of a proponent of death. And we can be that. Really, all it takes is really just political will. We have the resources. We have the means. It can be done. This is the richest country in the history of the world. What are we doing? Why are we continuously, you know, at war in countries? Is it really for safety? I mean, (laughs) damn, we have the strongest military in the world. Is it really defense or is it offense? I just want us to think about one of my favorite mantras, which is leave the world better than you found it. If we're leaving nothing but death, fear, and destruction, we're making the world worse for future generations. But if we leave the world with more empathy, compassion, and kindness, that's a bright future that we're leaving for others behind us. And I hope that we can choose wisely when it comes to who we elect and the policies that we implement This is my hope that we can have a brighter future and a more just and loving future. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. You guys can follow me on Twitter at JBFont. And I will see you all in the next one.